0: the Lord a big hand somebody. Woo! Glory to God. Father we just worship you. You are a good God. We honor you. We exalt you. Thank you for being a loving father. We give you all the praise. We give you all the glory. In Jesus mighty name we have worship. One more time do you want to give the Lord a praise? Give the Lord a praise. Hallelujah, please shake somebody, shake somebody's hand as you take your seat this morning, hallelujah, praise God, I can't hear you, praise the Lord, all right, how many people voted on Saturday, they voted on Saturday, so most of you didn't vote, <laughs> amen, please make sure you vote this Saturday, amen, and, um, I know some people had to stay till night, some even till midnight, some even till morning. Um, but it's okay if we don't stay in the voting queue. We'll stay in the four queue. Uh, but there's a queue. Uh, so stay, stay and vote and, um, defend your vote. Praise God. All right. Um, We're starting a series this morning titled Free Indeed. Free Indeed. Free Indeed. Interestingly, we had already picked this theme since last year, so it's not tied to what is going on in Nigeria right now. However, it kind of still applies. Praise God. Kind of applies. Uh, some people are still asking me who they should vote for, who they should not vote for. I so say, if you're asking that kind of question, go and return your PVC. Uh, go and return your PVC. You are not the kind of people they should give PVC. If you don't know what to vote for. Um, and generally, I do not um, mention specific candidates, uh, especially when I'm standing in my office as a pastor. I just like to. The only king that we are sure of is Jesus Christ. So that's and that's what I'm doing in my office when I'm in my office, so I like to say that. But um, individually, I have preference, definitely. As an individual person, I have preference. And those people that have I've stayed with one-on-one, I've made it you know, very clear who I feel we should vote for. But when I stand here as a pastor, let's talk about Jesus Christ. I don't want to push any individual uh, person. Uh, the reason is because if I tell you to vote one person now, tomorrow, when they, if the person doesn't work out well, guess who you are coming to... Uh, it is me you are coming to look for that you are don't assume you should vote this person human beings are like that they don't take any responsibility for their own life uh, you you are an adult vote for yourself uh, if you don't know who you should vote for return the pvc when you come next 4 years by then if you never get sense by now maybe that's when you will have sense <laughs> praise god uh-huh. i don't know if all of you remembered how it was when buari won do you remember all of us felt this is the change we have been waiting for. Abby, I don't know about you, but most people I knew then. In fact, there was a popular artist in that, say baba. Say baba. There's one guy that even started his own suffering ahead of all of us. He trekked from Lagos to... <laughs> That's the truth. All of us felt this was the this is the, the thing we've been waiting for. But today, now, all of us are hiding. So since that time, I just try to stay, you know, <laughs> it's only Jesus I can vouch for. that I cannot fail. Human beings are interesting. You know, so the guy shocked all of us. <laughs> he told us there will be change, but we, we didn't ask him which one. <laughs> we just went to rejoice. I said, do not go to misunderstand people. We just went to start rejoicing. He promised us change. Which one? He said, would you- <laughs> your life will change. You never know believe it. <laughs> you don't know whether you will
1: change. <laughs>
0: Praise God. Oh my God. So please don't be asking me who you should vote for. With the you know somebody said, oh, Pastor, you're standing on the fence. I said, with this Nigeria, we're in this fence. Please come and show me the fence. <laughs> there is fence. Does your suffering have fence? Your suffering doesn't have fence. Hallelujah. And I was saying that the whole Nigeria, we should go through therapy, the whole country. We need therapy. The things we are calling normal here is not normal anywhere in the world. It's not normal. What we go through and we just commonize it if it's abroad, of course, I've been abroad or I've heard in the news where there was blackout for maybe one hour or something. People were going for therapy.
2: Oh, everywhere was dark. <laughs>
0: when we see light, we shock. Don't be we see darkness. And I say, ah, right there. <laughs> ah, we they shock for darkness. I lied to the shock. If they pass, ah, road free! <laughs> road free! Four 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 We have suffered too much in this country. We have suffered too much. The whole country needs therapy. Oh. I'm telling you, the whole country needs what? Therapy. <laughs> we just think it's normal. Thank God some of you have traveled abroad. So you know what I'm talking about. It's not normal. The thing we are calling normal here, there's no other word where in a real world they will call it normal. <laughs> in Nigeria, if somebody is driving one way, does it shock you? You just shift. Say shift, shift. <laughs> you no know? What you don't realize is that if you stay in a mad community for a while, after a while, you too. become mad. Because if you are normal, you can't survive. So you become mad small. In any same world, if somebody is driving one way, you don't have to call police. Come on, they'll be at themselves and say, you no, know, they see bad person. They'll all be shocked. In Nigeria, if anyone is just shift, make a pass, make a pass. Let them go. <laughs> we just, we, we, we don't look at him as abnormal. Abroad, you know, if you press your horn, it's a big deal. Say, who press one? In Nigeria, horn is for your friends, your enemies, and for those you don't know. Where's you your friend? Papa? Where's your enemy? Papa! You just press the home free. Madness. We have normalized madness. All of us need therapy. They should just do Zoom for every Nigerian and give us therapy. The thing we would they call normal. <laughs> one guy that has been out of the country for over 15 years came back. And, you know, 15 years ago, one way wasn't as common as it is today. Okada driving any direction. All these things were not common. Some of you that are young don't know. It was not. So this guy has not been in the country since that time. He had been out of the country for more than 20 was twenty years. When he came back, he saw Akara come. Hey, hey, hey. The guy said, go down. No, they jump off. They go past their way. He was hey, hey, hey. He's coming. He's coming. He said, no, they go past. one else. <laughs> madness. We have normalized madness. We have normalized it. <laughs> we need therapy. We just laugh. Hmm. You know, say a laughter at this stage before you start to pull clots. <laughs> When you see my just love to say, <laughs> <laughs> You go pull clot. Now, the next way go do now, you go pull clot. <laughs> Praise God. Ah, so you can't be asking me who to vote, who not to vote. I've received so much um, messages, calls, some pastors even saying, Oh, I should not take sides. Let me tell you be careful who you listen to. Some people you are listening to are scamming you. What do I mean by that? Um, they're either benefiting from the chaos. Anybody benefiting from the madness is not going to tell you any real good advice. That's the truth. He's benefiting from the madness. He, he, he's not going to give you any good advice when, when it comes to money. When people are making, getting money, or want to get money from something, you can't trust their their opinion about something. Do you understand what I'm saying? You can't trust it. So a lot of people telling you to just continue life let's just continue let's just they are enjoying this madness or some of them have their families abroad you know some jokers have their family abroad but they want people to stay here and, and live anyhow so be careful of such people they are not they don't have stake like you many years ago i would boldly tell people not to you don't have to relocate stay in nigeria I'm very close to 50. Since they bomb me, they've been telling me Nigeria will get better. Today, I cannot look at anybody in the face and tell them not to reliquide. I'll be a liar if I tell you that. I cannot look at anybody in the face. Of course, see, many people will not tell you this kind of truth. I even saw one priest, notable priest. He said, it doesn't matter who wins. that anybody that wins. That God has no chosen or anointed one. Yes, these are things they tell people that I don't understand. It's better you don't even say anything than to say something and be saying rubbish. Keep quiet and just just face your Jesus Christ. That's okay. But to say it doesn't matter who wins, anybody that wins by the grace of God, God working with them, they will achieve. So the people that have been winning since God is not working with them. Whoever we vote, and again, I, I do not mention candidates, but I have to speak to the situations. Whoever we vote, it's a, likely to be a block of eight years, whoever we vote. What is eight years, Abi. Whoever we vote is a block of eight years. I don't know, of you are young. Me, I don't know how many more eight years I have in my remaining lifetime. I don't know how many more block of eight years I have. Please add eight years to your age now. That's how you will be when whoever takes over power takes over. Now, it doesn't matter. I don't know whether the person is good or not. I'm just speaking now that life is in, our politics is in a block of eight years. That's all I'm saying. So, you need to know how many more eight years you even have. If you are young, you have a few more. Me, at my age now, I don't know how many more eight years. Anything, penne from here, now 60, I they look. After 60, what remain? After 60, what remain? Politics, now remain. Some did not get it. If you didn't get it, it's okay. <laughs> if you didn't get it, it's okay. You know, something? <laughs> So, add eight years to your age. That's what's left, man. Block of eight years. And, again, some of you travel, so some of these things you understand. If you lived in Nigeria in the past eight years, you have become poorer just by staying here. You, not that you went to do bad investments. Not that they robbed you on the way. If you had one million naira in your account eight years ago, as at this year, that one million naira is worth 400,000 or thereabouts. Just by you staying here. Not that you, 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 you bought something, they cheated you. Or somebody stole your money. No. Your present money you had eight years ago today has just dropped. That means you're a poor-up human being. The things we buy abroad. And of course, you know Nigeria doesn't produce anything. I hope we all know. So really, we buy everything abroad. But those of us that travel regularly, there are things we buy abroad that used to be one pound pound eight years ago. Most of them are still one pound. Do you understand? But now we just have to struggle to buy the same thing. So from their own end, price, do you know what it means for an economy to be 10 years, 15 years, and prices don't change? Do you know how rich you would have been if the price of something remained the same for 10 years? You, you, watch me. Do you know how rich you would be now? Because here people say, oh, I bought this car, this amount that year. Imagine if cars, brand new cars are still 200K. Everybody here will do what? We have a brand new car. Things we buy one pound, one dollar, ten dollars, they are still exactly the same price. Ten years after. Worst case, if they've added something, you get ten, five. They will add five P or five cents or something ridiculous. They are still around the same range. (laughs) Some of us bought tickets to America, to London at 100K. At even under 100K. If ticket to London under 100K, I'm not going to leave for Nigeria. I'll, I'll be living in London, coming to church every weekend. All I need is 400K a month to come for service every Sunday. Of course I will not live in Nigeria. <laughs> but now, the same ticket. If you go to London, you stay home. You roam around. Even if you don't you do, you roam. Because I'm not coming here again. <laughs> because you can't just be flexing. <laughs> so... When somebody is asking me who to vote, all those things, God has a standard. So, no pastor should tell me uh, anybody that wins. No, 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 no. God has who he wants to win. Of course, I'm not going to mention names. You have to decide for yourself. But when I mean God has who he wants to win, God has a kind of person. Okay? He might not tell you John or Peter or Joe or this. No. God has a particular person or let me say kind of person. You see it in scripture. Let me show you. So, we, we 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 can discuss scripture. One of the pastors that reached me, also by my friends, but they are good people, so I'm not saying it from a negative point. It's just the reality of the Nigeria we're in. One of them said, oh, you know, as a, as a pastor of your caliber, with your influence, you can't see, appear to be taking sides, that you can address injustice without taking sides. That's a, it sounds good, but I don't know how practical. Because if you address injustice, you will confront the injusticer. Do you understand? You will uh, you, you have to talk about the injusticer. So you will of- offend the injusticer. If you keep quiet, you will offend the injusticee. <laughs> Do you see the problem? So this is why most people want to stay neutral, so that they try not to offend anybody. But because you, you, if, if, you, if you keep quiet, you know, you, you, the person that is oppressed too will say you didn't talk. If you talk about the oppression, the oppressor is not going to be happy. And you see, when you're trying to free slaves, it's very difficult. Because when God sent Moses to go and set the children of Israel free, both Pharaoh and even the people did not want change Pharaoh said, you will never go. Even the people said, we too don't want to go. Because when people have been slay- enslaved for a long time, they don't even know what freedom means. You can't sell freedom to somebody that doesn't even know what freedom means. How, you, how do you explain to him that there's another life? Apart from this one. So God tried it. He said, I will take you to the land. They say, leave us here. Let's stay where we're eating garlic and cucumber. God couldn't move them. Finally, what God had to do is that, okay, he said, bring one person from each of your tribes. Let them go and spy the land. Because he kept talking to them. They were not getting it. You can't. It's difficult. It's difficult to sell an image to somebody. And what's pain me is that most of the people oppressing Nigerians are rooted in the land flowing make honey. They see those land. Their kids are educated in that land flowing make honey. Their hospital treatment is done in that land flowing make honey. But they will tell you to stay. Then they go for treatment where there's good health care. Until any politician that wants to really do health care, until he himself can use our own medical decision, he has no, he's, not, he's not invested in it. He's not invested in it. It's easy to tell other people to use something you don't want to use. Give me that scripture. It says, when the righteous are in authority, what happens? People rejoice. It says, but when the wicked bear it through, what happens? In other words, it's not any leader is okay, like that guy was saying. No. The Bible is clear that there's a kind of leader that makes people happy. And there's a kind of leader that makes people more. All right? so. Again, I've not mentioned any names, so um, I'm just staying with the facts. And if you feel I'm talking about any particular person, it's your own, um, it's you that arrive at that conclusion by yourself. Praise God. So God wants us free. God wants us free. He says, told told Moses, go tell my people. I Go in unto Pharaoh and tell him, thus says the Lord, God of Hebrews, let what? Let my people go. That they may do what? I want to feel you. I want to hear it. Then the Lord said unto Moses, what? That they may what? Serve me. So the purpose of freedom is not just so that you can groove more. The purpose of freedom is so that you can serve the Lord. That you'll be free to actually be all God wants you to be. You'll be free to become all God. So he said, go tell Pharaoh, let my people go so that they can serve me. Because bondage doesn't allow you to be all you can be. Doesn't allow you to serve God the way you want to serve God. Doesn't allow you to express yourself. Bondage is bad. God hates bondage. God wants you free. And he told Moses, go tell Pharaoh, let my people go. Let my people go. Like I told you, both Pharaoh and the people didn't want to go. But it's a a fact that God wants us free. Jesus himself came to set us free. Luke chapter 4. He said, the spirit of God is upon me. From verse 18 or thereabout. He said, the spirit of God is upon me. He has anointed me uh, to to preach the gospel to the poor. He has sent me to heal the brokenhearted. To preach deliverance to what? The captives, the recovery of sight to the blind, to set free. Give me, give me a version that says, maybe NIV. It said to set free everyone who suffers. Give me NIV if possible. I want wait it says to set free those that are oppressed. Thank you. It said to set the oppressed what free. So God wants us to be free. Jesus came to set us free. Say, whomsoever the Son of Man has made free shall be free indeed. He has to experience real freedom. So, legally, Jesus set you free, but you know, experientially, you might not be experiencing freedom. And they say, whomsoever the Son of Man has made free needs to be free indeed. We need to make sure they actually become really free. It's possible for you to be free legally and not be free experientially. Those of you that have been to prison before. you know that they can officially give a decree or sign a document that this prisoner should be set free. And it's different from the day they actually, you know, release you from the prison. So many believers have been legally set free by Jesus from the day he died for you. But you need to ask yourself, are you really working in that freedom? So God wants us free. Jesus came to make us free. Galatians 5 says... Stand fast in the liberty wherewith Christ has made you free and do not be entangled again with the yoke of bondage. So they are saying God wants you free. Jesus made you free. They say you too stay free. Because trust me, God is, God is not enough to make you free. He can want you free and you'll be like children of Israel and refuse to be free. He says stand fast. Therefore, in the liberty wherewith Christ had made us what? Free. And be not entangled again. Don't go back again. To the yoke of bondage. Because it's very possible for God to want you free. It's very possible for Christ to make you free. And still, you'll be going back to stay entangled in the yoke of bondage. It's very possible. So they are saying, look, we need your own cooperation. God is willing. Jesus has invested in it already. You too need to walk in that freedom. And any area of life that you are not free, I decree that in this month and in this season, you will experience freedom in the name of Jesus. You and your family will experience freedom in the name of Jesus. It's part of the, the things we are looking forward to as a country. Like they say, a country where the son of nobody can become somebody. Without knowing anybody. It's part of what we're talking about. We're not yet free people. You can't just aim to be anything you want in Nigeria. Because the factors that play a role are just too much. But in many other countries of the world, and thank God, Nigerians are shaking the world in almost every other area of life. Is that the freedom we're saying? It's possible to be legally free and not be experientially free. It's very possible. It's a you to do don't go back to anything that puts you back in bondage. Anything that stops you from being able to express what God has given you. Anything that stops you from pursuing your dreams. Anything that stops you from being all you can be is a bondage. You need freedom from it. Sometimes it is external forces. Some other times it is internal forces. Some of you, the thing stopping you is not, it's not the devil. Something thing stopping you is not the government. Sometimes the thing stopping you is a lifestyle or a habit. As long as that thing. Is not allowing you to be all you can be. See, people that are addicted to drugs are in bondage. They know it. They want to stop, but they can't stop. If you've ever counseled with them or whatever, you find that they say, Look, I want to stop this thing. They will tell you, I won't even do it again. At the time, they're telling you, I won't do it again. The minute. But most times, they don't have control of themselves when the pressure comes. Is somebody getting what I'm saying? That's what this whole month is targeted towards. So, please don't miss any of the Sundays and midweek services. Next Sunday, um, the lady coming, is, is a, she's also a pastor, but she's also a professional. She runs a rehab and all that. She will show you diagrams of how your brain responds to addiction. Then in the midweek sessions, it will be interactive. She will be able to ask her questions. Because she also came from, a, from an alcoholic background. And she has seen firsthand how alcoholism or any form of addiction can destroy a family or destroy a person. So this is not a series you miss. Please, this whole month. Mid- Sundays are midweek because the midweek is when you can ask questions and it can be more interactive, specifically tailored to any question you have. Because on Sunday, she will just speak generally. She will show you diagrams. You will see she's a professional and also a pastor. You will enjoy it. Then the next week is a guy that has also been a sex, um, sexual addict too. Used to be a sexual addict too and God set him free. He too is going to share on Sunday, then during the midweek he will do Q&A so that you can, you can ask real questions. Listen, people are in bondage during this life. Those of you that follow me on social media, you know that over the weekend, I we had to do an IG live for um, somebody that asked me a question about a Christian couple that they got married, their sex life long later went down, they were already at the brink of divorce, they went to see a counselor, the counselor said they should try new things in their sex bed. One of the things they tried was sedumac. Yeah? Sadomasochism. I yes. hope you know the, I know the name. Sadomasochism. Don't worry. Say it again. Sadomasochism. Yeah? Sadomasochism. Okay. But most of you know BDSM. If you don't know that one, if you have all 50 sh- shades of gray and all those things, BDSM is where you, you derive sexual pleasure from either uh, inflicting or receiving pain. Some females have seen this in the movies or whatever. So, this, this, so this couple now are, are are having to do that to get sexual pleasure, and they were they were wondering. One of the the husband also was feeling that maybe it's a sin, feeling guilty, and all that. So they had to ask. So we had to do a whole IG life about it. But the point is that you see, that's what we're saying about bondage. Anything that goes outside the normal that puts you in bondage, you want to have sex, you don't have to slap each other, beat each other. Tie each other. It's going out of the normal. It sounds funny, but there are a lot of these things going on in people's lives. Even in churches. Because, see, it's people from the world that come to church. So, if you are not properly discipled, or you're not properly set free, you can come into Christ and see, carry those bondage. That's why they say, stand fast in the liberty where Christ has made you free. And don't be entangled again with the yoke of bondage. And, and, and you know, as counselors, the truth is that we see these things, or no? it's out there, mm. mad things are going on. So, you... All this month, they will show you how your brain works how your brain picks things that's why you can't expose your brain to just anything some people tell you oh watch pornography see those things will capture you they are structured to capture your brain after a while you won't have control of yourself you can't have sex until you watch pornography it's a trap of the devil satan wants to keep people in bondage that's his whole mission keep you in some kind of bondage so imagine you have to flog people to, to have sex imagine that that's bondage I canceled a the couple. There's a girl I canceled. I used to tease her and mock her and say, she's now the new Virgin Mary. Because she married as a virgin. But her husband needs this BDSM flogging this thing to have sex. So for years, they could not have sex. And her doctor, then I she the doctor. The doctor said, maybe she should even try. She should try it and see whether it's something she can enjoy. When they flog, them cord for neck. <laughs> then wipe, them cord for neck. <laughs> And bring her belt for her. <laughs> she no <don't> believer. <laughs> Wipe I'm cord for neck. <laughs> she ran away. <laughs> she couldn't cope. She couldn't do it. So they couldn't have sex. And she now had to go and do IVF for them to have. So they have a baby now through IVF. So that's why I call her the new Virgin Mary. Because she's still a virgin. Never had sex. But she has a child. Real situations. So these are not stories. So you need to understand that we don't play with things that can become an addiction. God wants you free. He has set you free. He wants you to stay free. And, oh, there are also many stories. All these things don't make the news in Nigeria because we're very conservative people. There are many stories of people that have died on those chairs. Sometimes the families cover up the story because how do you explain to people? Yes, yeah, very embarrassing. Well, how your son did die? Sado, sado, madnessism because now madness. See, they, they flog and cod, They knock and pestle in neck bend. So nobody's going to tell you. But for us in the field professionally, we can tell you categorically, there are many, many, many accidents that come out of those this kind of sex where people are beaten to death. Some, you know, some, some people like to choke them. Choke me, choke me. May you not tell mechanic or somebody that carries an aggro or somebody that does work that his hand is strong to choke you. <laughs> choke me, choke me, He'll go choke you for real one. <laughs> Say, choke me. <laughs> okay. You see, that's what Satan will not tell you. He won't tell you that. He won't tell you where the path to this thing is leading you to. He will just show you only the pleasure. There's a path it leads to. Is somebody getting what I'm saying? There's party list let's do a, let's do an experiment bring out your phones everybody bring out your phones I have ten minutes so we have to be fast bring out your phones put this code put this um type this thing on your so is this how, is this the real thing we typed this is not what we typed on mainland but is it the correct one yeah sure you, you change it okay so type this one no, same, just type out what you put. Type, where is it? DJ what happened? Type what you are typing. Hope you know what you are doing. What happened? I have to remove it. Okay, so type that, put the code, and answer a simple question. It's anonymous. It's anonymous, so nobody knows it's you. Help me answer a simple question. Why, if you are here and you drink alcohol, help me answer why you drink alcohol. No offense, no judgment. I just want to hear from, from your point of view. Why do you drink alcohol? Somebody said, uh, calm my nerves, that's true. Relaxation, yes. Just because, yes. For pleasure, yes. Uh, Claire belly, wow. <laughs> dialysis, now your own dialysis with that. Uh, Kemen is here, he can help you clear your bele in the gym. Uh, a little soothing wine, yes. Yes, I'm um, social, uh, to strengthen my spirit, correct. Uh, heartbreak, that one I confirmed. I know that one. Heartbreak. To feel among, yes. To clear, it's clear shyness, that's true. That's very true. Peer pressure, um, what else? Um, social reasons, uh, addiction, uh, what else? Happiness. Okay. Okay. DJ, I think you can stop so that. Stop it to one place hey, let's... Ah, DJ. We can stop voting now. Now we've got an idea, I think. Okay. DJ, you can't stop it. Hope oh, you are not drinking anything at the back there. <laughs> <laughs> At least somebody check out there, there are bottles there. Check what they're doing. I said, I look like other things? <laughs> all right, so, okay, it's so, okay. You can put it off. Okay, I just wanted some feedback. We did this in all the services. Yeah, um, you can put it off now. Okay, so, um, I, I'm just going to narrow in on alcohol today. Um, of course, throughout this month, we're dealing with any form of addiction. And remember, it's not judgmental. I'm not even going to force you. Even, I couldn't even, even if I wanted to. But I want us to just talk about it a bit. Why, why do you really drink? For years, I've wondered why people drink. Um, I used to be a heavy drinker uh, before I became born again. But you see, nobody even told me I have to stop drinking when I became born again. Those days, we just knew that if you were born again, there are certain lifestyles or things that shouldn't cross with you. So I used to be a heavy drinker, heavy smoker. Um, I used to take weed. Used to other things. But nobody, nobody actually told me you have to stop drinking. I just knew that if you become born again and you want to start cleaning your life up, you can't, you can't, you know, continue doing certain things. You can't just continue. So let's see some scriptures in Book of Proverbs. Proverbs twenty, verse one. Quickly, DJ. I need you to be fast now. Proverbs twenty, verse one. Some things that the Bible says about alcohol or drinking alcohol. It a wine is a mocker. Strong drink is raging. He said, Whosoever is what? Deceived thereby is not what? Wise. It's something that can deceive you. On that scripture, quickly Proverbs 31, from verse 4 to 7. He said, It is not for kings, O Lemuel, it is not for kings to do what? To drink wine, nor for rulers to crave beer. Hope you know that you are a king and a priest. If you're a born again Christian here, you are truly born again. The Bible says you are a king and a priest. So he said, it's not for you to drink wine. Why? He said, to, look at the next verse. He said, it to lest they drink and forget what has been decreed and deprive all the oppressed of their rights. Next verse. He said, let beer be for those who are what? Perishing. And wine for those who are what? In anguish that are heavy hearted. Next verse. He said, let them drink and forget their poverty and remember their misery no more. Well, they said, kings, you can't drink. Now, one of the reasons why God doesn't want any other thing to control you except him is because... Once any other thing intoxicates you or controls you, it actually changes your real configuration. Most of you that drink, I need to tell you, you are not your normal self. One of the things you will notice about you is that as I'm preaching now, you are angry. You will do all possible to resist hearing about preaching about alcohol. All real Christian drinkers, you, you can't argue with them about them not drinking. Vain will come out of their head, Vain. They will argue. They know all the scriptures. And that's the only line of study they have done. It changes your real configuration. Don't have it like Coke lovers in the house. If I pour water into Coke, does it remain Coke? Even if it's see in a Coke bottle. And there's some real Coke in it. After I pour water on it, it has become adulterated. It, the real configuration can never be gotten. Even if I pour Coke back into the bottle, it is never Coke again. Is somebody getting what I'm saying? If you take ice cream and bring it out and leave it outside, and it defrosts, and you take the ice cream and put it inside the freezer, does it become ice cream back? No, it becomes blocked cream. (laughs) Once you bring it out of that fridge and it defrosts, when you put it back in the freezer, it doesn't go back to being ice cream. The original configuration is lost forever. When you are taking anything that intoxicates you, it has capacity to change you, and it does change you. You are harming your very delicate and sensitive spirit. It never remains the same. It never remains the same. Let me show you one more. Proverbs um, 23, from verse 29. This one is very graphic. I like it. It says, Who has woe? Woe is mean somebody that is. Same thing. Next line is good. Who has sorrow? Woe is somebody that is, you know, who has sorrow. Has many bad things happening to them in their life. They said, Who has strife? Please take note of strife. Take note of it. He said, Who has complaints? Who has needless bruises? Take note of all these things. Needless bruises. He said, "Who has bloodshot eyes?" Next verse, he said, "Those who what linger over wine, who go and sample bowls of what?" Mix. All addicts started with sampling, make a taster. No addict started drinking a full bottle of gin in first day. He said, "Do not gaze at wine when it's red, when it sparkles." <laughs> know <make> a point? <laughs> Those advance when it sparkles in the cup, when it goes down smoothly. He said, in the end, come and say with me, in the end. Yeah. The problem with many of you, you are comparing your lives with stories that are in the middle. That I know that guy, now in the drink, well, well now, nah, but in life, see, they're okay. Let's wait for the end. Most of our entertainers today are, 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 are addicted. You can hardly see them without a red cup. Hardly see them without smoking something. It looks normal to you, but I'm telling you, your configuration will change forever. Your level of decision-making. One of the first areas that are affected is family life. Go and check people that drink consistently. See, your view of things begin to change when you are constantly intoxicated. You might not be jamming people on the road, but your decision-making. You are, you, are, you are reconfiguring something. Let me show you. He said, in the end, it bites like a snake and poisons like a viper. Next verse. He said, your eyes will do what? Give me, give me NIV. Give me NIV or uh, I want where they, uh, there's a way they said it. No, no, no. Give me King James. Sorry. Give me King James. Give me King James. Quickly. He said, thy eyes shall behold what? Strange women. Strange women and thy heart shall utter what? Strange. They said, your eyes will see strange women. Women we were, were not seen before. You will see them. Your view of life will change. They say your eyes will see strange women. You say you have to utter what? perverse things. You will, I mean, you will start to make conclusions and judgments and statements that don't make sense in a normal way. But you and among your drinking friends, it will make sense. All of you are in the same family. Divorce your wife. Yes. Don't answer women. They are used to Give me one shot. It will alter. It will alter. Look at it here. Next verse. It says, Yea, thou shalt be as he that lieth down in the midst of the sea. (laughs) Have you ever been to a beachfront before? And breeze is blowing, you're lying down. You feel like there's no care in the world. That's what alcoholism does to you. You lose sense of urgency and seriousness about certain things. They are doing exam. We didn't come. No worries. We go right and next year. You'll be making judgment calls that will affect you and your children. He says, "Or oh, as he that lieth upon the top of what a mast, you are high." Next verse. They have stricken me. Shall thou say? And I was not sick. They have beaten me, and I felt it not. When shall? When shall I awake? Or when? I, when I awake, I will seek it yet again that's addiction say they beat me now now but no matter once i wake up i'm going right ra- that's why you see people they would have had maybe an accident that almost killed them they would have almost lost something important when they get well guess what they used to celebrate the same substance that almost killed them that's it yeah that's addiction and i've been a marriage counselor for many years i can't remember any time i dealt with a really crisis marriage where alcohol was not in the picture i can't remember where there's strife. Any marriage, you see, constant bickering, fighting, strife. There's either alcohol or drug intake going on. You are not your normal self. Any, most marriages where there's infidelity. There's a strange man. Somebody's drinking. Somebody's taking something. Most families or marriage situations where there's domestic violence. Go and investigate. Where somebody breaks somebody's head with a bottle. There was first something in that bottle. I investigate. This scripture confirms it. So you need to give these things some space. You guys need to come together as a family and say, what is the gain? Do the pros and the cons. That's why I asked you, I wanted to know genuinely what your gain was. Maybe you had a strong, you know, I don't, I don't take it for granted. Even though I used to be a heavy drinker, and I know there's nothing to gain. But I wanted to just hear from you, just in case you had a strong reason. All what I was seeing here was for Relaxing. Social pressure. You can't tell your friends you don't drink again. Let me tell you, let me tell you. If you're among those here that you can't tell your friends you don't drink again, you're among those, you're at the lower end of the food chain. You are the people that other people influence. You are not the influencer. Influencers are the ones that tell everybody what is cool. If influencers start going without shirts, it becomes cool. If influencers start wearing shirts, those that were going naked before will start wearing shirts. You are the food chain if you can't make up your own mind. You can't be among drunkards and tell them, I don't drink again. You are at the lower end of the food chain. Because when all those drunkards stop drinking, you too, you find that you won't be able to drink. You have no conviction of your own. I'm saying that because I used to be at the top of the food chain among drinkers. You can't take, you, you can, if you like drink, put the bottle on your head. It reduces how I even see you, not improve. But you know, in, amongst drinkers, the higher, the hotter they drink, they say, ah, that guy they drink. now he's the biggest fool among all of you. But amongst drinkers, I say, oh boy, see, this guy don't bring this. To you. It's intoxic It affects your original configuration. And God doesn't want that. And don't say, oh, 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 but, uh, you know, there's nowhere in the Bible they say we should not drink. Uh, that makes sense. But the truth is, there's nowhere in the Bible they say you should not take weed. So how would you feel next Sunday? If I just come and say, <laughs> <laughs> it's a praise God. <laughs> oh, boy. <laughs> Open the book of John. No, sorry, Luke. No, Matthew. Because uh, there's no way about says you should not take wheat, right? Uh, <laughs> I just say, uh, Robbie, just uh, <laughs> hold this thing. Take two drag, hold on. All of you will feel weird. Most of you will not come back to church the next Sunday. But yet you want to defend drinking by saying there's no way to say you should not drink. There's no way they say you should not take him. There's no way they say you should not take nicotine, take smoke. But thank God for civilized countries, they have forced those people that make cigarettes to have to declare their real mission statement in every pack they produce. That the reason we are gathered here is to see to it that we kill all our customers. I mean, that's what they resume. I mean, this is the meeting they have. What the what are we going to do today? What we do every day. Destroy our customers. That's the only business where their mission statement, where they resume every morning and say, Who can we kill today? How many people can we kill today? Let's produce things that will kill them. And the customers are sponsoring the meeting. How do you pay your own assassin? The only way that works is that you are not yourself. That's what I'm telling you. You are no more yourself. Nobody pays their own assassin. They write it now. That our customers will die young. They didn't say we we'll die eventually. They say our customers. You try your own product. I will say, if I MC for you, your wedding will break. Hire me as your MC. How many people go hire you? But if they are drunkards, they will like that. If I make your cloth, your wedding suit will be your burial suit. You will die when I make your dress. Anybody advertise your business like that? Nobody will answer you. If I do your makeup it will be your breakup. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody advertises like that. Only cigarette smokers tell you that our aim is to kill our customers and the customers are paying because they are not themselves. They are not themselves. So don't focus on what does the Bible say we cannot do. Some singles ask me that pastor, uh, now that we are dating, can we kiss? If we kiss, can it be German kiss or French kiss? <laughs> it's Ukrainian kiss. <laughs> wrong question. You're asking the wrong question. If you're looking at what you can escape with, you have missed the whole point. What you should be looking at, how do I please God more? That should be your focus. How can I please, what, what else can I do to please God? Our aim as believers, we're heading in only one direction, pleasing God more. Yeah. We're not thinking of, what can I escape? Which you on few dodge? Can I escape? <laughs> you have missed the point. It's not what can you get away with. Are you here, somebody? Say, there's nowhere they say you should not drink. Part of the reasons I believe, that the Bible never mentioned drinking as a sin. especially in the New Testament. Part of the reasons I believe is because those days it was very difficult to even ascertain what had alcohol and what did not. I will explain. Those of you that grew in the village or at least have some experience, you know that most times, those days, they didn't have big manufacturing companies that made strong alcohol. Most of them got their drinks from fresh juice, fresh grapes, fresh vine. That's how they got alcohol. So they got the fresh things, did all the whatever they needed to process it, and if it's freshly done, it is non-alcoholic. Now, it has alcohol in it, but it's at a, at a quantity where children drink it. So if you grew in the village, there's two kinds of pan wine they will serve in any occasion. There's a the type that children can drink. And it has alcohol, but... At that level, because alcohol is most things like your normal fruit juice. If you take it and it's original fruit, if you keep it outside for a few hours, if you open it yep, so it ferments. So that normal fruit juice still has alcohol in it, just that it has it at a quantity that does not hurt anybody or harm anybody or control anybody. So children drink pan wine that type. That same pan wine, if you keep it for a while, they bring that one out in the evening when children have gone. When they bring that, when you open it here, two. It blows when they open it because your destiny is about to blow up. Yeah. It blows. That's the one that will make somebody be found in Gutter the next morning. Those of you that live on lucky Express, every weekend you see cars on the pole, have you? Every weekend without fail. You think those people were not driving during the week? Every weekend without fail, somebody's on the pole. On this lucky axis. Are you here, somebody? So, we, we as believers, our job is not to find what the Bible does. What the did, Bible did not say? So that we can escape and do it. No, you should be desiring to yield total control of your life to God. Whenever something is seeking to control you, resist it. Say, only God controls me. Are you here, somebody? We're not dodging what we can do. And somebody said, oh, but Jesus turned water to wine. Again, this is arguments by alcoholics. If you, if you actually know Jesus... And have the spirit of God. There are some things that you won't even factor. Let me explain to you. Anywhere you see scripture contradicting itself, just know that we are misunderstanding the scripture. It's never God. God never contradicts itself. You will never see God. This same God, you saw the scripture we read, of all the danger of alcohol. Then this same God come in human flesh, Jesus, and start sharing stouts in wedding. That's the most, you know, contradictory thing ever. God will never do that. If you understand God, God will never contradict Himself. If He has told you alcohol is dangerous, the last thing that will happen is that Jesus will come on earth and start sharing stout. He, he did turn water to wine, but again, I've explained to you the alcoholic process that wine and palm wine are manufactured. I'm very sure the wine He did is the type that children drink. Jesus will not come and be sharing stout. And those of you that drink, be honest with yourself. And I used to be a drinker, so you can't scope me. You can lie to young people. Not me. (laughs) I represented my area in drinking. So it's not me you would deceive. I've drank anything you want to think about. Have you been to where people are drinking and they are having spiritually wholesome conversations? (laughs) Say, Guy, we need to pray more. (laughs) You see, we we have to serve God, man. You know, God is king. You know, we have to just improve our lives and and we have to be good husbands to our (laughs) wives. Have you seen that before? Where real drinking is going on, they see strange women. That's what goes on there. The conversations go from normal to crazy once the alcohol kicks in. Their point of view begins to change. So a lot of those guys, if you check their lives, one of the things that begins to happen is that they begin begin to think about divorcing their wives, leaving their wives, abandoning their children because their level of decision making has drastically reduced even the girls that do runs girls too you you can't do those jobs without drinking heavily because your conscience want to rise from time to time you push it down give me one shot it in, it it changes your configuration is somebody getting what I'm saying? Last scripture. And I'm not here to judge you. I'm just sharing with you because, look, you are exposing your family to something you have no business exposing your family to. See, the way alcoholism, addiction, that woman will come and share next week, so please don't miss it. The way it works, sometimes it skips a generation. You can even escape drinking and going and being fine. But you have exposed, open a door that your kids might not escape. It skips a generation. The way our brain works, that's why somebody can drink a bottle of beer and be okay, another person will drink half a bottle of beer and be rolling on the floor. Because our brains and minds can, don't have the same capacity. So, sometimes you've exposed your kids to something you survived, and they will not survive. I don't know if somebody is getting what I'm saying. Most of you, the first time you tasted alcohol was from your parents' cupboard or wardrobe. Am I correct? Because they had it in the house. My kids will never see alcohol. Before they even saw coke, it took years. Before my children ever tasted coke, Two years. We don't introduce them to such rubbish. In our family, we don't do one-year birthday because the, the celebrants cannot even attend. <laughs> Most adults that do one-year birthday are pushing for them to still drink and invite their drunk friends to come and drink. So we don't do it. We start any birthday celebration for five years when the celebrants can even choose the theme of the party, and only the children come. Parents drop them, go, come back and pick them. Not the I was buying beer for one-year we'll birthday. There the are drunkards there. Haven't you initiated that boy now into a lifestyle? Because children learn more from what you do than what you say. See, you are running a new family now. Eh? You and your husband, how and you you having meetings? You see how Nigeria is not well run? You, determine that your own nation. You know every family is a nation. Yes, the whole um, um, country of Israel came out of Abraham. If uh, Israel is somebody's name, I hope you know Israel is somebody's name. Because I don't know. Israel is somebody's name. The whole country called Israel is a one-human business. So every family is really is a nation. So now, Nigeria is not going well. Now you call your own wife. This is your Okunko nation. Or, um, what was your last name? Uba. Your Uba nation. Robbie. Ekbo. Your Ekbo nation. <laughs> so now, Ekbo nation, you need to ask ourselves. Of what benefits? What are we gaining from alcohol? Let's even talk. Pros. Uh, 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 not. Disadvantages. Our kids can become drunkards. For one, the addiction can transfer to us from us to them. Our money is going. It's in fact affecting our decision making. We are we are not representing Christ. You can write many things. You Can write hundred. Then you can come together as family and say. Let's make it a family tradition that alcohol won't be part of our family. It won't be. Because somewhere in your lineage, there might be somebody that that thing would deal with very badly. But if you cut it off from now, there's a higher chance they won't ever be exposed to it. They will learn culture from you. Have a family meeting. Women, you especially, because when that drunkenness increases, it's you that suffers. It's you most times. I know sometimes women are the drunk ones or but. Largely, men get really aggressive when they get intoxicated. So don't encourage that, let's drink small. One lady I was counseling said, eh, my husband can watch pornography, but he shouldn't masturbate. Women like to marry so they can bend anyway just to accommodate marriage. He drinks, but he doesn't drink in the bar, he drinks at home. Why uh, playing with fire? Watch pornography, don't masturbate. <laughs> That means you don't understand pornography. Nor do you understand masturbation. They are family. They're the same family. Last scripture. Ephesians 5. Then we'll close, please. Is anybody... Is it making sense at all? It's not argumental. If you want to continue drinking, it's up to you. But my own job is to tell you that I don't think you are gaining anything. Build a strong family. Build a Christian family. A family that... When children grow out of that family, they, they, they have good culture, spiritually. Not a culture of, what can we get away with? And you have told me there's no mean gain. Okay, yes, you feel depressed, you feel sad. I will show you the, the balance. Because God replaces spirit with spirit. You know they call alcohol spirit. You know they call alcohol spirit, have you? So God, being very wise, he knows your soul truly sometimes is down. God knows truly, there are times you feel down. It happens to everybody. David always said this, why are you cast down oh my soul? So that time your soul is just, you're just down. Not even, sometimes something has happened though. Sometimes nothing nothing even happened. You're just feeling down. Does it happen to people, anybody here? Sometimes, you are living in Nigeria, really. Everything, they happen to make you down. But there are even sometimes when nothing bad is even happening. You are just feeling down. That's your soul. Your soul does that. And God knows. For the man that is not spiritual, his next thing to do, and the Bible says it, that people that drink, they drink to cheer themselves up. So the Bible says... You don't have to go to that alcohol level because that alcohol level is to cheer yourself up. If you use one bottle of beer to cheer yourself up today, by tomorrow or next week, you need two bottles. By the third week, you need three bottles. Before you know you're a full-blown drunkard. So he doesn't want you to cheer yourself up that way. Instead, he gave us an alternative. Ephesians 5.18. He said, be not drunk with wine that is excess. Say, instead, be filled with what? The Holy Spirit. Because they are one and the same. They have the same effect on us. See the next verse. Next verse says... Uh, speaking to yourselves in Psalms, hymns, and what? Spiritual songs. Singing and doing what? Making melody in your heart. You see, they're saying your, your spirit will be lifted up if you are filled with the Holy Ghost. It will be lifted up. See the next verse. Next verse said, giving thanks always. So, you see, when, when you are filled with the Holy Ghost, when you pray, Pastor, you know me talk about the men prayer meetings and all that? When you pray and you are filled with the Holy Ghost, it has the same effect as if when you are taking alcohol. Your spirit is lifted. You start speaking to yourself. You start making melody in your heart. Things can be going rough around you, but you are still singing. You are still being grateful. You say giving thanks. Things are going bad though. There's no money in your pocket, though. there's no cash, though. there's no fuel, though. but you're just singing. And when you hit that crescendo spiritually, you find out that the natural things that was trying to keep you down begin to on their own turn around for your good. Is there? God replaces spirit with spirit. It's instead of taking the spirit from alcohol. Because that spirit is not the Holy Spirit. Where it is taking you to. You know that that I was saying. it carry you, go where you don't know. But the Holy Spirit is only taking you one direction. To please and honor God. Can we bow our heads this morning? Father, I pray for everyone under the sound of my voice. Lord, we have heard your word. Let it take free course in our hearts. Let our hearts begin to respond. the things we have heard this morning we will no more focus on what we can get away with from scripture, instead we will focus on how we can be more dedicated, more consecrated more yielded to your spirit and even where we are struggling, father we ask for your strength, we ask for your power heal us restore us for those that have actually lost their original configuration can't make sound judgment sound decisions They are beginning to see strange women. They are beginning to see evil as good. They are beginning to lose the sense of seriousness and sense of urgency with life. Father, today we ask for restoration. You said, whomsoever the Son of Man have set free is free indeed. We decree over everyone, your freedom will become real in the name of Jesus. By the power of God, we break... Any trace of bondage holding anyone back, whether it's sexual, alcoholic, or or even social, we decree it is broken in the name of Jesus. Families, we have meetings today and build a template for a solid Christian family, and that our children will be proud of, and that even you, Lord, will be proud of, where godly seed will be raised thank you heavenly father in Jesus name as all heads are still bowed I want to pray for the person here today that is not born again if you're under the sound of my voice and you are not born again please I would like to pray with you, put your hand on your chest you know you are not born again that's the beginning of being free where you have Jesus in your life it's the beginning, put your hand on your chest if your hand is on your chest, raise your other hand let me see who I am praying with Raise your other hand. Let's just pray. I want to who I am. Raise it above your head so that I see who I am praying with Whether you're upstairs or downstairs. Anybody? Anybody? Raise it up, please. Please. Let's pray together this morning. Thank you. God bless you. God bless you. God bless you. Alright. If your hand is raised up, say this. Can you stand where you are? I can see two hands. Go ahead and stand. Don't be ashamed. Don't be ashamed. You are making a wise decision today. Stand. Stand so that we can pray together. Say after me. Say, Lord Jesus, come into my heart. I accept you today as my Lord and Savior. Forgive me my sin. Wash me with your blood. I receive the grace to serve you all the days of my life. Thank you, Father, for I am born again. In Jesus' mighty name we have prayed. Amen. The ushers will talk to you. Please follow the ushers. They will direct you. ushers, please just direct them to go out. Please carry your Bible your back. They will talk to you for two minutes. They will bring you back quickly. But it's important you follow them. Let them talk to you. Thank you, Heavenly Father. In Jesus' mighty name, we have prayed. Were you blessed this morning?
1: Let's celebrate Jesus. Come on. Hallelujah. If you were blessed, celebrate Jesus. Hallelujah. Praise God. Let's appreciate our papa. Let's appreciate our pastor for that ministration. Hallelujah. I'm sure you are free indeed. Hallelujah. Free from every addiction. In Jesus' name. You can have your seats, please. Hallelujah. Praise God. Awesome. Well, let's quickly package our seats, our tithes, our offerings, our pledges that are still outstanding, any other seed that you came to church with. Let's quickly package our seats. Envelopes on your seats. If you're giving cash, if you can find it,
0: (laughs) otherwise
1: you can transfer. Account numbers are here on the screen projected. And with your ATM card, you can also proceed to give your seed at the rear of the hall using the POS machines. If you're worshiping online, you can go to our website, uh, devryskistancenter.org/slash/give to give your seed. Can we package our seeds as we pray? Let's lift up our seeds as we pray this morning. Whatever is symbolic of your seed, can we lift them up as we pray? Father, we thank you. We thank you because by your word, you have liberated us this morning. And in appreciation and in honor to your word, we cast seed today in Jesus' name. Thank you also because you bless our soon with things money can buy and things, money, uh, and things only you can give. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. The stewards will pass the basket, so please uh, cast your seat. Join us next week Sunday as we continue the series free indeed um, at our two services by 9 a.m. and 11 a.m. right here. Uh, we'll be having with us Reverend Christy Batsuri. Hallelujah. Uh, she'll be ministering next week, Sunday. We also he- hear that even this, uh, midweek service would also have, uh, special ministration. So please make sure you are a part of it. We'll continue also, uh, the free indeed series on Tuesdays. Okay. And particularly this Tuesday by 6.30 p.m. right here. Uh, it will be a and a session. So please come with all your questions and will definitely be answered. Make sure you invite someone. Uh, David Sammy's service, Lessons I Learned from Ruth, uh, will continue next week, Sunday. The time is 9 a.m. and 11 a.m.